Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 The bitches are back in town, ladies uh, and gents. Uh, it feels like we've been separated for a long time, but it's really just been a week. Yeah, no, that feels long enough, especially with yeah. the all the more episodes that we're throwing out. Yes. I told Abby right before we started, I was like, I cannot wait to discuss probably one of my favorite Housewives episodes to recent memory. When I say, like, I posted a... Uh, a meme of Mary and said, I was screaming. Like I was audibly laughing so much this episode. Like I don't, I just don't know if you could have a more perfect storm of delusion, hilarity, awkwardness, conflict, drunk accents. Like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you do better than this in Salt Lake. Like this is so good. It was beyond, and I think for a third episode, typically, I mean, not that third episodes, this is now going to put third episodes on the map. I mean, this is a new standard. The bar has been raised. This is the third episode. They're putting it on the map. I mean, typically, I think we go in like they're continuing to build storylines, but this was everything. And it starts out with Angie showing up and saying hi I yeah. Jill Zarin with her weird accent that she has what I love is so not only did Whitney lie come in early she picked a room and then Angie uninvited Angie decides she's gonna pick a room too like bold choice when you're bold. not even you weren't even supposed to be there I think it's really rude like, I think I, I think would have what, shared with Whitney. I would have said I wasn't in, considered in the original headcount. Yes, would you would share. And also, Whitney, don't take the biggest room. Like that should go to the host. It was. I think it was pretty shitty all around. In rooms and you know, on trips with housewives, it's a very triggering moment. But I have to say, before they went to the rooms, when they cut to Mary and her confessional, going, "Who's Angie?" Like I just died because she doesn't know who Angie. She truly does not know who Angie is. No. And then when Angie then invites her to come over and is like, hey, girl, do you want to sit with us? And she's like, no, don't talk to me like that. I don't want to sit with you. <laughs> like, when she, when she said, so... don't talk to me like that, as if like Angie was like, hey, motherfucker, get your ass over here. <laughs> like it was like it was such a like simple request of like question of being like, do you want to sit here? You can sit with us and don't talk to me like that. <laughs> she it was so funny. I think. I've gotten a lot of messages from people just about the Mary of it all because, listen, Mary on paper and from what we know and see, like, she's problematic in lots of ways. Probably scammer, cult leader. Yeah. You know, we can go on and on. But for the purpose of television, I am for Mary Cosby. I mean, I think that's a complex part of being a housewife fan. But I also like I'll say because the people watch and be like, some of these women are so terrible. I'm like, I'm not watching these women for inspiration on like morality and how to be a better person. And like I'm watching them 
out of entertainment. How about these women like because somebody's like, would you ever want to be friends with them? I'm like, no, how about these women I would not want to be friends with? They would terrify me. I mean, the fact that like Mary also said at dinner with Meredith was like, Meredith, that's not what you were saying before. Like she just, <laughs> I don't know. She's just. She was on it. Like I was like, okay, this is like. The bird story though killed oh me. Oh my God. The bird story the was bird. so funny. That was staring at it. She just had to stare at it all day. <laughs> the bird just wanted me to stare at it. I'm like, how did you know the bird wanted you to stare at it? Also, let's just say our favorite Mary moments to get them out of the way for those who maybe don't like Mary. When. Meredith is having her moment. I love that Mary and her confessional is like, I think she shouldn't have had that last drink. Like the most like obvious comment ever. It's just like, I don't know. You can't, you just can't do better than Mary. And her shopping with Monica was amazing. I, I, I mean, actually thought the shopping thing was a good idea in theory, but a lot of them used it as an opportunity to be mean. Oh, I thought it was actually a brilliant idea in the sense of like it was entertaining and brought up like a lot of pettiness and just amusement throughout the episode. Um, I'll share my merry moment when we get to the dinner. But I so Kyle was laughing at he was watching not he was pretending not to watch, but was watching. And he's like, why are they shopping in swimsuits? Like, I don't know that I would have picked up on that. But I guess I would have changed. My, but I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, actually, they were shopping in swimsuits. That is a little strange in Palm Springs. I know it's warm, but it's well, not. And you're I going to know. dinner. Are you not wearing undergarments? Like To me, I would not want to wear a swimsuit bottom as underwear. Yeah, well, I guess that means they probably all went. Well, Lisa Barlow couldn't have. She needed <laughs> well, some underwear. True. She needed some underwear. But I just thought that was a funny anecdote for my husband who watches a little bit. But yeah, see, this has seemed like a consignment store that they went to, um, which also, I guess, added to the humor of it all. The outfits were so bad. I actually do think I want to get my favorite one and your worst one. I'll go. Um, My favorite one, I think Monica's from... Mary was actually like decent and felt like something I could see a housewife like any other I, one. I actually wearing. thought that Monica and Mary, because they don't really know each other, that theirs was actually like, and it was oddly just the two of them. I'm like, why is it just those two shopping in a store? But theirs, I felt like their outfits weren't as bad. Monica really didn't pick much. Like she was like, Mary, do you like this? Do you like that? And she like made sure Mary liked the color, liked the dress, liked the hat, like and then I feel like Mary kind of picked for Monica more than Monica picked for Mary. But I think what she picked was nice. It was um, a little bit more mature than I think, you know, Monica would have picked for herself. But she looked, I thought she looked really good. She looked very classy. for going looked, to like, a like, five-star restaurant. Yeah. She looked like Meredith Marks, like, a, she like in cosplay. Like she was doing a Meredith <laughs> Marks. Uh, no, but I just thought that was funny. I think the worst one was Whitney's. The lab coat hat thing. I was very confused by that. Um, I, yeah, I actually think Meredith was the worst one. It was so ill-fitting. It was an ugly color. It, like, Palm Springs, it's cold um, at night because it's a desert. Like, I don't know, like, everyone else was, like, cold and wearing, like, coats. And she's wearing, like, this like, spaghetti strap. I don't know. I just, I felt like the dress didn't look very flattering on her. I also thought Heather's was kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a little, it was a little weird, but it kind of, I got it more with Heather for yeah. some reason watching it. Lisa, I mean, say what you want. I, I know I wouldn't want to be wearing that either, but she did look hot. She looked like yeah. she was ready for Burning Man. Like all she needed I was like, combat. I loved the top. 
yeah. combat boots. Yeah, we know you love a sheer top. I do. I do. It's like my favorite. Um, yeah, the skirt was a little like that was a choice to pair with it. But I think that was uh, Meredith's way of being like, we're not fully best friends yet, but we're getting there. Um, and I, I also think- just like that she used this as an exercise of trust. Yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. Um, and then the games they decided to pick, of course, this is like Lisa Rinna's dream. Let's play the shadiest games in the world. Uh, I do think though, the warm and fuzzy, cold prickly, I mean, like, man, I'm like, Monica, you are going to be a, you are a strong newbie coming in. Cause she was not afraid to say what she was thinking. And I, I mean, let's be honest, Lisa Barlow losing that ring and hearing about it over and over and over and over. It's like, we get it, but like enough is enough. I thought Monica, yes, she had a lot of balls to actually say, but I think in a way, since she's been an observer, she saw Jen firsthand, like she's kind of had this advantage of kind of, hmm, I'm going to, this is how I think I'm going to react to certain situations. So a part of me thinks there could be a little self-producing involved, but I digress. I thought her going after Barla was amazing. I also thought her standing up to Angie was amazing earlier in the episode when she said she was being rude to Meredith because she was. And she was being a she, dick. Like, like, she was being completely you're not, rude. Com- I 100% agree. Like, I think if this was, like, being these conversations were happening at a dinner and it was Meredith and Angie going at it, I maybe would be a little bit more like, okay, like, we're, like, we're really going after it. Maybe we are to do it in a restaurant. But, like, you were an uninvited guest of Meredith's trip that she planned and you took a room, which required two other people to, to share a room. Like I, I kind of get why Meredith's like, look, like I'm not going to be nice to you and I'm not going to give you a welcome gift. Like I didn't have one for you. Like it is what it is. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I really liked Monica. And I also want to say that as much as I love Lisa Barlow and often I think she can do no wrong. I thought her clap back in the interview was really, really shitty. Cause when she said, maybe when you can afford a $60,000 ring, you'll be more upset when you lose it. That was her whole point of like, you are so lucky that you had a $60,000 ring, but talking about it constantly around people who maybe don't, or like, she's like a single mom of four kids. It's like, it's hard to have sympathy. Her whole point, I think was, it was hard for me to have sympathy for you all day with this. And then that clap back, I was like, oh, you're just proving her point. Oh, my God. It was it, – yes. It, she actually absolutely proved her point. I also loved that Monica was the only one who showed up to play the first game, which is tell us the most shocking thing yeah. about yourself. Meredith, I vacationed in Palm Springs. Like, what? Journal. <laughs> As I, like, the journaling, like, Monica's confessional, that made me laugh because I was like, you're right. Then Monica, again, uh, we mentioned this. I talked about this with Maggie and Best Bravo. I think one of the things I really like about her is just she's just owning things. So she's like, you know what? I'm not going to have these women use this affair that I had against me. I'm just going to own it. This is the most shocking thing that happened. And she said it so casually. And, you know, the slurring was happening and everyone's like, what? And (laughs) I think my favorite moment was like Mary, like, was like okay like yeah and it was just, we're starting here we yeah. go she yeah. was like very oddly optimistic about this reveal so that made me laugh but um then we get to the crux of it all the angie versus meredith i just i i don't understand where the accent came from we've seen meredith drunk before and she's never gone british on us like it was very I don't kind of remind me of when Madonna tried to like pull off the British accent at one point in her career. Like it was very, it was very weird. And then 
so oh. funny though. It was, oh, it was hilarious. And she stuck to it. It wasn't like in and out. It was like a constant British accent. Her going to the server, telling him to remove Angie, like, do do you think there's security at a five-star restaurant? Like, (laughs) I loved when Heather was like, he is going to get you bread and butter and a refill on your water. He is not kicking Angie out. Like, it was so, just so funny. Her accents going in and out, like, I was giggling out loud watching it. And I may, after this, go rewatch that oh, scene again because it's just relief. so fucking funny her accent going in and out i think because it came so out of nowhere i don't know how the rest of the women were laughing like if i heard you drunk all of a sudden yeah. speaking in a british accent i would lose my shit by laughing so hard and then be like what are you doing <laughs> and then she started saying like there's bigger problems in the world there's disabled children it's like what are you like I'm not like the math isn't mathing. I don't understand how we're co- making these jumps and connections. Um, it was it was just hilarious. And then like, so I'm thinking, okay, we're like slowly winding down the episode, and Mary just hits us again with the best comment ever, accusing Whitney of saying she did pornography. And Whitney's like, I never said you were in porn. And she was like, I didn't say porn. What what what's the word? And like Heather, who's in between vomits, was like predator. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't make that up. Like your pornography is like the new you you smell like hospital. Yeah. Way. Like it's such a weird thing. And I like how Whitney's like, what? And she's like, grow up. And she's like, don't talk to me like that. And I was waiting for her to say little girl. Like I would have died. We needed a little girl. We needed it. It would have been the perfect moment, but oh my God. And then poor Heather. I mean, five espresso martinis, baby. Like, what are you doing? Like, And you're not going to bed. Like, as she kept, like, ordering them, I'm like, she is going to be up all night. If I have I, more than two, I'm wired. I, oddly enough, can fall asleep. I mean. Really? Yes. I, I can I can fall asleep. I had one this weekend. and I just, you just have one? See, I'm, I'm good with different. one. If I have more than two, I cannot sleep that night. I, I can do it. But yeah. I don't know that I'd want five. No. They're good, but like that's yeah, a lot of caffeine. Give and me five. What's you know that that TikTok song? It's like five margaritas. Oh yeah, five espresso martinis. Um, Do the for remix, Miss Heather yeah. Gay. But it yeah. was an excellent episode. She like vomits in the bus. The bus lady looked not happy, not pleased about it. Um, but it was an excellent, amazing episode. I want to get your hot take, maybe hot take on Angie. Like, what are your thoughts of Angie as a housewife? Do you like her? Do you not like her? I'm just curious. Where Trying very hard, mediocre. I do agree with what Heather was saying that like she swings and just jumps to whoever she thinks is going to give her the best storyline or better shot of being back on the show. It was Jen Shaw. Then it was Lisa. Now it's Whitney. Like, I'm sure she's going to somehow try to like buddy up with Mary next or, I mean, Meredith is obviously out and Heather's out, but like, I do think she's a little bit of a social climber. I think she's excellent TV for like the drama aspect of it all and the conflict. Like she is not afraid to kind of stand up, but no, I don't care for her at all. I do look forward and this (laughs) is horrible to say, (laughs) I look forward to this and this is only acceptable in housewives world terms of the demise of her friendship with Monica, because I yeah. think this is the beginning of the end of their friendship. I think Monica's going to end up being a good little buddy to Heather. 
And she's going to learn more things about Angie that she didn't know. And it's going to be the end of that relationship. I feel like this in some ways is a tale all this time. Oh, I yeah. feel like, I mean, we see it in OC with Jen and Tamara in some ways, although the reverse. Whoever brings you on the show is not who you're going to end the show with. You can already kind of see how it's going to, how it's shifting. And it's looking like it's half Mary, not involved in scenes, half Mary with Meredith. Um, really only Meredith. I don't think there's anybody else. Like she seems okay with Heather, but they're not like going to be buddy, buddy, but I see Meredith, Heather and Monica kind of forming a little trio. And then I think it's going to be Angie, Whitney and Lisa, Mm. but we'll see. What a great, what a great episode. I love an activated Meredith Mark. She scares the living shit out of me, but I enjoy watching every second of that. All right. Well, before we jump into Roni, let's take a little bit of an ad break. Uh, so like we've, we've been telling you guys how much uh, we have been enjoying Little Spoon and really, you know, we love watching the craziness of life and reality TV. We don't want to live it, though. We don't want people screaming at us at our dinner table. And Little Spoon has just been so helpful for that. If you're an active family with little kids or younger kids, you know dinner time and planning it in between practices and extracurricular activities can be really challenging. Throw a baby in there that's eating, and uh, it's the perfect storm for chaos. So Little Spoon just makes it so, so easy. They have things like baby blends for younger kids. They have amazing snacks like their dipsters, which just gives you this sense of nostalgia and classic um, snacks, you've got smoothies. I mean, I've, we've tried pretty much all of them in our house. My kids love them. I will say too, if you have like a 14 month old, the smoothies, um, are great for having like a snack on the go for your kids. Um, even older kids too. My older kids love them. I think kids just never outgrow pouches for some reason, but, um, really, really love little spoon. And I think the best part about it is that it all comes right to my door. So flexible, so easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick up the menu. I pick out the menu. I change up what I order every time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. I love it. My kids love it. The grandparents love it. Our babysitters love it for when we uh, get that rare date night. It's a huge win-win-win for my family, and it can be for yours as well. So make this year's chaos a little bit more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash real moms and enter our code real moms at checkout to get 30% off your first little spoon order. That's L I T T L E S P O O N dot com slash real moms and enter our code real moms for 30% off at checkout. I always want the best for my family, but kids grow so fast and buying them new back to school clothes really adds up. At Kent's, it's not just luxury clothing at affordable prices for me, but for my whole family too. Kent's offers a range of high quality items for my kids and my wallet. Like a two pack of organic cotton sweaters for the little ones, athleisure for back to school, and a cashmere sweaters from $45 for the whole family. And here's the kicker, Kent's adults and kids items are both priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Everything is made to last and can be even handed down to a sibling. By partnering directly with top factories, Kent's cuts out the middle man and passes the savings to us. And Kent's only works with factories that use safe, safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with the premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I 
purchase one of the cashmere sweaters. I got a light pink one. I think you can never go wrong with having a cashmere sweater. I think it's a staple piece in a closet. And what I especially loved was the price point for it. It's $45. It's very thin material, but it's easy to dress up, dress down. I will be wearing it all fall. You'll see me in it. Get luxury quality fashion at affordable prices for the whole family at Kent's. Go to com slash real moms for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's com slash real moms and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kints.com slash real moms. On to Roni. Um, you know, Vanessa, you and Jessel share one thing in common, but also <laughs> one big difference. You own your snoring. I do you, like, I don't understand. Some people get very like defensive and claim they don't snore as if it's like this shameful thing. You can't really control it. You either snore or you don't. I mean, it's, I don't know why. I feel like Jessel was treating it like she was farting in her sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same. It's, yes, it's embarrassing, but I also just like own it. Like, I've recorded I mean, Kyle snoring before and used to think I don't snore. And then once he recorded me, and then you guys all know Abby and I's Bravo Con <laughs> experience, I will forever laugh at myself with my snoring. I am mortified. I think. It's more of like mortified, like, holy shit, I am that loud. Like, for me, in the instance with you, it's like, I was that loud. You got to know. Oh, I loved room. it. <laughs> but I it's hilarious. Jessel, I mean, I'm like, just laugh. Just right. Laugh like, she yourself. kept being like, it's, it was very petite and it's like a soothing sound. Or like, anyone who's been with a snorer in a room will tell you it's not a soothing sound. I would just say, like, I, you know, I'm surprised if I were Jessel, I'd be like, well, typically I am on a much nicer mattress and I have better, you know, like, I'm surprised she didn't turn it into like somehow like a dig at the house or anything. But um, I guess, you know, for her, she's just uh, embarrassed by it. I think there's also like a sense of Jessel, like trying to figure out her identity. Uh, in some ways, I think it's a little bit more of like um, that postpartum identity that like I think I can relate to and a lot of a struggle with like, who am I beyond like being a mom? Am I a businesswoman? Am I a stay-at-home mom? Like, am I... What, are, what am I, what am I doing? And like, and it changes. And there's like moments where you're like, I just want to be all about my kids this weekend. And then you're like, I want to go out and I want to not be with my husband. And I want to like be with my friends. And I think it's okay, but I think she kind of needs to own it. And like, yeah, just... she needs to poke a little more fun at herself. Like yeah. I think at the big crux, the issue, like Cy got super activated about, you know, her backstory and everything. I think she should like laugh at herself a little bit. That was an opportunity for her to be like, okay, yeah, guys, you're right. Like my family come from Kenya is not the same as like whatever. But I also do think that Uba had a point. I'm like, I did think like size reaction to her was a bit much. I'm like, guys, who? I mean, I know we're making a TV show here, but who cares? (laughs) I I agree. I felt like it was like, okay. Like I think in this, there's a, like, I got the sense of like, I think Jessel thinks by saying like she had nothing, um, it makes her accomplishments like mean more and people respect her more. And like, and I think it's okay to say my parents didn't really financially help me, but I had the um, benefit of staying in my uncle's house. And so while like I didn't have any money, I wasn't paying rent. Like there's just like, I, she'd say I still struggled even if I wasn't homeless. I felt like it was like almost like if she wasn't homeless and living on the streets, then her story didn't matter. And it's like, no, her story still is important. And you guys are acting like you want to get to know her let her tell it. But she, I agree. Like she, I don't, she has a hard time just like expressing 
who she is. I think she likes to talk about other pieces of her besides herself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we eventually hear her story, which I mean, listen, Jessel's grown on me. I, I find her very amusing in the sense of her delusional side of her. Like she says things and not realize how like funny they come across. So I'm enjoying that aspect of her, but her story that she told about the bar and like being topless and how the women were like dying laughing. I'm, I don't know what they were drinking, but I didn't think it was smoking. that funny. I didn't think it was that funny either. I was like, wait, what, what am I missing here? Oh so then she fell into the pool. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's just another weekend for you and me. Yeah. But, it happens I mean, all the time. <laughs> happens all the time. But they were so receptive to her because they were like, oh, you're being yourself. Like you seem more like you. We want to yeah. hear about you, not so much your family. So I don't know. I just think Jessel, I, I think she understands to an extent, but I think Sai was triggered by her. And I think Sai should have said, listen, I was triggered by your story because I legit had $0, negative $400 on my account. And yes, I believe that you struggled, but you did not live like I did. Yeah, like I, you had like, yeah, like I, what you're describing as a struggle would have been like the best case scenario for me. I think that yes. was her thing. Like, yes, in your opinion, you might've struggled, but just so you know, like it could have been a lot worse. Like you had a roof over your you know, head and you knew that you were going to have a meal and you didn't have to worry about those things the way that Cy did. And I could see why that would be triggering because I do... I've noticed in life when people will like complain about certain things, I'm like, do you realize like your complaint is like someone else's like dream and goal? Like how lucky are you? that This is what you're complaining about right now. I'm kind of like, I mean, going back to like the whole $60,000 ring, how lucky are you that the worst thing that happened to you like on a trip and over a weekend is that you like lost a $60,000 ring. There's people like can't go on trips, losing jobs, losing children, you know, like not to be a, 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 a Meredith Marks, say, Meredith Marks. <laughs> disabled children who are never going to walk again. But like, it just, um, yeah, I feel like there's like a little bit of a, she needs a little bit more of like a touch with reality. Um, but also I'm like, let her tell her story. I, I feel like there was like something amiss this whole episode. Like, did they like do some like really choppy editing? Cause there were times I'm like, we're jumping and I don't understand like how we're making the jump. Um, I also think too, when they all had to share their embarrassing story, like I'm really struggling with Aaron. I want to like her. I really do. And like, she's kind of making it hard. Like her thing with like her kid crying on the airplane, anyone who's traveled with kids, like could say that. That's why I was like, Jessel was like funny to me in that. She's like, that's not embarrassing. Yeah. Like you were talking about how you have sex in a closet. I'm sure you've fallen into the closet, knocked over clothes or like a kid's almost come in. Like those are funnier stories than a kid screaming on an airplane. I mean, putting a tampon in your butt. That that is <laughs> I'm still thinking like what? I, I I'm just I don't know. I think I would have noticed like this doesn't feel right, but yeah. 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 But well, hey, she shared it though. Like that's she, you know. She shared it. She put it out there and those are the most awkward times of your life with the tampon. Right. So I mean it is. She put it she put it out there. Erin for me, I think I need her it's it's weird because right because she's doing pranks in this episode so so me saying her to lighten up isn't the right thing but she's had literally an issue with everyone in the cast yeah and has so a part of me is like wait a second is it the problem you're the common denominator here like what's going on so i want to like her as well but yeah 
I feel the same way. Uh, We've seen a lot of people talking and you're one of three sisters that she gives older sister energy is what a lot of people are saying. And it's weird because she's the youngest. Um, But she does like my sister isn't like this, but um, there is like this like oldest sister, um, like where they kind of feel like they're in charge. They kind of can be like a little bit of a mean bully, but then are quick to like, we're fine. And like, I mean, and you've seen her do this with Bren a lot. Like, she gets mad at Bren, then she's great with Bren. And then Bren's sitting in her tub like a little sister and they're giving hugs. And it's like, but she still like pokes at her and it's like mean to her. And she does it with Jenna where like Jenna shares something and then Aaron says it to the whole group and like things with Sai. I don't like you're right. She has like weird issues with everyone. I also think too, when she was saying that like she's chill and funny, I don't know if I would call her either one of those things. And as someone who actually is a prankster, I don't really feel like her prank was that funny. I wouldn't like, I think to me, it would have been a good prank if she somehow, if the phone was unlocked and she changed like her contact name and Uba's phone to like something else. Yeah. Uh, and then like started messing with her, like sending her text. I, but I also didn't understand why Uba was so upset that she didn't have her phone. And this is where I feel like it was choppy. They get home, they go in the hot tub. Do they immediately go to sleep because Aaron's saying she had the phone for 45 minutes? Like, yeah, it's very confusing. I do think, I think a couple of things. I, yes, I'm with you. One, Aaron should have done a different prank. That wasn't so funny. The whole like putting people in the pool. Like, it's just like, all right, we're, we're a little older than that. Yeah. Ladies, like, like, let's have a little Sonia Morgan fun here. Yeah. Like, like put a vibrator somewhere and someone yes. finds it. Like, that's like funny. I think for Uba, I think she was triggered in the sense of what she was saying. Her mom passed away. She's very close to her family. She's single. She is often travels alone. And I understand that aspect of it. I don't think Aaron meant to harm her in that way. But I also do think that Aaron may have not realized in their confrontation of how she kind of came across to Uba. Like when she said to her, like, I'm scared and because she's yeah. not speaking to her. Like, I, there's that was some weird to me. microaggressions there a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, so. Are you scared because she's black? Are you scared? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a little, I mean, listen, I'm not saying like, let's cancel Aaron. None of that. No, I But agree. just like in terms of how she, that situation kind of went down. Um, But all this to say, it sounds like I think they're okay. There's yeah. been comments back and forth on social media that they seem to be fine. Um, But I agree with you that we're missing some context. I do think because there was another member of the cast, they, she eventually got cut out. I think some of the beef between some of these women, maybe with even Aaron's beef with everyone, like who knows that Lizzie, who's no longer right. on the show, had something to do with it. Or I don't know, like just adding more ammo. So I'm curious to see how they're going to clear the air about that and the reunion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I Yeah, I just, and some of it could be too, I mean, like, it could just be the choppiness of like, and that's why it kind of felt like all of a sudden she was scared. Like, maybe it wasn't just that she wasn't talking to her. Maybe something else was like, overheard or whatever. I don't know. It just like, it all felt very weird to me. And even though I don't know, I'm like, I'm still like going back to the timing with the phone. I think she definitely had it longer. Um, But also, I don't know, I feel like too, I would have like slipped it like, under her door or something like what I don't know. I'm like, need to know more. Uba said it all gets clear clarified at the reunion. So, so uh, they're good. So then yeah, like, we'll be good. We're not going to drag it out. Like right. Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy, but 
Um, it's still, I'm still enjoying New York. Um, I, I would imagine we're getting closer to the end since they filmed a reunion, but it's been a really solid season. I think most people have really enjoyed, um, the women. I think they've enjoyed the petty drama. They've enjoyed Jenna Lyons, who I continue to love and enjoy. I really loved Bryn's, um, girl crush and how they were, how she brought her like the worst plate of room service <laughs> or most interesting, I, maybe not the worst, but most interesting. I think it's funny. I think like, I mean, obviously I don't think Bren is really trying to date Jenna and I don't know if Jenna really want even wants to date Bren, but I love how they're both being kind of playful about it and like just silly with it. And I do think that like this, it's nice that we're kind of like the drama doesn't feel super heavy and dark. Um, the way it did on the other Roni where it was like around like drinking and sobriety. And I don't know, just, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I think it feels very refreshing um, while also like very entertaining. And I'm very much looking forward to this reunion, um, which like you said, it's already been filmed. So I do think we're probably only like three, three ish weeks away from it. Um, Yeah. I would imagine this is episode, this was episode 11. So I and keep wonder, in mind, this is a new, like, this is almost like a pilot season. Because a couple people are like, well, typically there's like 22 episodes. I think we're going to have a shorter. Like maybe 15. I don't know. Yeah. But I, Andy did say um, on Radio Andy, he said the reunion one note that he made about it. He said that this reunion is the most where tissues were ever used. Like oh. the most crying he had seen. Interesting. So interesting tidbit. So less, yeah. unlike some other reunions, less yelling, more crying. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if I want to say I'm here for it, but I like less yelling. Um, All right. Well, that wraps up this week. Uh, Before we go into our little spiel, begging you to give us some love, it is time for our shout out. And I am giving my shout out to the one, the only Vanessa Ludi Rizzi. Um, We won't get a chance to do your shout out before your birthday. Um, And so Vanessa loves doing hearts to hearts with people. And I um, often make fun of her for doing it. So I'm going to give one to her and she's probably going to tear up. I can already see her, but no, you are the most loyal, amazing, supportive friend. Whenever you notice someone struggling, you're so quick to offer how to help instead of saying, let me know if you need help. I think you're more of someone who just takes action um, for their friends and is always there for them and without them having to ask. And that's such a rare quality and such an amazing thing about you. And you just light up every like space you're in. You're always ready to have fun. And, um, but at the same time, you're down for a serious convo um, on how to help the struggles of life. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being born. Oh, thank you. I love you. I love you. Love you. I love you so much. That was so nice. Thank you. What a fun <laughs> surprise. Um, I'm going to give my shout out uh, to Taylor Swift because she took a page. She is so petty and took Sophie Turner out. They could have easily gotten together without any cameras around. But no, she says, we're going to go on a pap walk, one of the most popular restaurants in New York. And that's your statement without even having to say a word. Like I just kind of live for the pettiness that is Taylor. Well, and they were holding hands. I loved that. Like Taylor's like, oh, and we're not going to let people think this was just an accident. Like, yeah, it was. Oh, God, it was so amazing. Um, But if you guys think we're amazing, here we go. If you could, please, if you haven't done so already, hit five stars, subscribe if you've got. 
30, 45 seconds, give us a written review. We have a goal of getting to a thousand before BravoCon, which is like six weeks away. Um, and you guys have been so great in supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, with that, have a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.